Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. In this episode, I'm going to be talking all about strategic brand, sponsorships, partnerships, and how to really get sponsors because it could be a really fickle place to be when you haven't heard anything. There's crickets. You've sent out 100 emails and hope for the best. Maybe you've just never heard back and really felt discouraged because of it. So either way, the aim of this podcast is to help you walk away with a strategy to finally understanding how to do this, how to be amazing, how to get your first signed sponsor on the dotted line, and how to actually navigate through the relationship from step A to step Z. So sponsorship can be both monetary or in-kind, being gifted things, swag bag, but it also can add value and bring something to your event. Both lead to credibility. Doesn't matter if it's in-kind or giveaway. The fact that brands are backing you up and giving you items, it will, like I said, lead to credibility, lead to trust in your business because another business is showing their affiliation with you. There is a myth that you need to know someone in order to get something, but it's not true. It may take you longer, definitely, but It can be advantage knowing somebody, but if you don't, it doesn't mean you can't organize sponsorship. So I'm going to give you six steps today in order to land sponsors, ask for what you want, and nurture that relationship until your event. Step one, the pre-work. Before you do anything, you need to put in the pre-work. This allows you to really understand what kind of partnership you want to create with a sponsor. So first step. Take out good old-fashioned pen and paper or bring up your iPad or computer, doesn't matter what, but literally write it out. What kind of opportunities can you offer your potential sponsor? And list out your assets. So for instance, maybe you have 30-minute stage opportunity, maybe a joint webinar, feature in an email nurture sequence going out before the event itself. Any one of those things or a combination of all of those things can be prepackaged easily. So map out what you have to offer in your company and subsequent at your event. So both things, you wanna look at how much you want to offer them and what you don't want to offer them. The pre-work is really important because that will allow you to think about and sit there intentionally with what you wanna offer your sponsors, what you're not okay to give away. For instance, stage time, maybe it's something you don't want your sponsors to touch, or maybe you're okay with having them pitch your audience. If you're unsure, I suggest getting outside perspective. Ask people who have hosted events before 
on what they have offered. Look at other events. How did the sponsors participate? Were they handing things out? Speaking on stage, interacting with guests during networking times. Get really creative because too many times I see sponsors saying, the ROI isn't there if I just speak to your audience from the stage. So you have to really dive deep into maybe they want access to your extended community. If you have a huge social media presence, perhaps a sponsored post would be great. Just again, think outside the box, get outside perspective, ask your audience, even asking the sponsor what works for them doesn't make you necessarily an amateur. It shows that you're interested in what they think as well. Doing the pre-work allows you, like I said, to have the information before you leap into conversations. It will make you feel and seem more prepared, which will help sponsors say yes and trust in your business. Step two is research. So research is key to finding suitable sponsors. So to start, make a list of the companies you want to reach out to. I say proceed with caution. Be so careful because you don't want to just contact everyone. How much you love this company and you've been eating their product or you've been sipping on Mai Tais on the beach in your favorite mug, their marketing may not make sense to you and your business and your event. So Alignment is key to a successful collaboration. You can determine if a sponsor is suitable just by checking their email list out or subscribing to it, I should say, checking their social media, going online, do some digging. What are they talking about? What is their initiative right now? Get to know them. So, so important because if you're reaching out to a post office company, I just reached out to a post office company in Canada and their marketing, I saw commercials on TV and it seemed like they were focusing on small business from my perspective, but getting to know them, they were focused on youth initiatives, which was completely different. So you may think you know, but it also, you need to do another step into your research. Once you're more informed about a company and you can make your pitch much more relevant to them, they'll see the ROI and then they'll request a secondary or a first conversation with you via phone. Think about it. If you have low hanging fruit, for instance, if you have a online product or service that you use very often and you have good rapport with them, these are good companies to start with that you already know and trust. So there is a relationship already in place and they're gonna be more adept to saying yes to a conversation without you having to prove yourself. Remember, digital companies may not be interested in attending an event, but may sponsor you in kind, giving you products or free samples. I still love these partnerships and here's the reason why. Once they have an idea of the ROI that you can provide, for instance, if they put something, a freebie in your gift bag, let's say it's a USB stick with their branded logo and people get an offer saying, I'm gonna give you 50% off my product or service and they do tap into that, they're gonna say, wow, we had over 100 people sign up for a product and we'd love to discuss monetary sponsorship with you. It could lead to something more. And the way that you now interact with this company is very mutual and long-term and you will have a good standing rapport with them. Step three is planning. The longer you can give to planning your event 
and the way you handle sponsorship, the better. Ideal time for you to really get into sponsorship mode is 12 months in advance because you don't want to leave yourself anything less than three months, especially for monetary sponsorships, to bring anything together. I mean, an event sponsorship, it really is leaving it up for chance whether or not you're going to get response back. And most companies already plan their year out with Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. So remember that they've done their planning. So why do they need to conform to your lack of planning? Just remember, earlier the better. Now there's a sweet spot I find when it's almost too early. So right now, I'm looking at next year and a lot of companies have come back to me and said, Alicia, we're not even prepared to do our planning right now. Why don't you contact us in a couple of months closer to the date of? So you'll find that sweet spot sooner or later. But again, 12 months for you to prepare your assets, your inventory, all of your back end stuff will probably take you a couple of months to do and then you can start reaching out. Knowing your audience and understanding what they want is the most important part of this puzzle. Your sponsor wants to work with you because they want to be able to access your audience. You probably have heard me say this before. An audience that they may have not been able to reach without this collaboration. So if you know what your audience wants and how this ties in with your sponsor, you are on your way to collaborating with great intention. That is recipe for huge success right there. If you don't know what your audience wants and you don't know what your audience really desires, it's time to do a good old-fashioned survey. It's going to help you figure out what kind of audience data and what kind of behaviors and demographics you can share with your potential sponsors. When you have this audience data, it really makes your job a lot easier. Gather information like their age, marital status, income, likes, dislikes, what really fuels them to make a business happen or what their purchase and buying power looks like. So if you have a digital course creator and you know that they're in the market to host their courses online, then obviously an online course company would make most sense. And if you have 90% of these people at your fingertips, then again, that's going to be your probably the best solution for gathering sponsors, finding a company that is relevant to that. Knowing these demographics will help you out. It will make it much easier to pitch, to ask what you want, and for them to consider it. Step four, creating the pitch. You've done your research, you've done your pre-work, you're ahead of the game already, but the perfect sponsor reflects your brand and it adds value and really attracts your target audience. Moving on to the sponsorship deck, it's probably one of the most misunderstood tools ever in the whole process. If you put so much emphasis on the sponsorship deck, it could go all for nothing basically because Yes, it is very important. However, your sponsorship deck isn't you. It is an extension of you, but your personality, your event, your brand, everything that you do is obviously you. And it's just supplementary information, your deck. Now, that's not to take away from the fact that it's still very important because they do have to share this deck with their teammates in order to make a decision. So remember, the deck should be very simple, very clear, very concise, and you have to really relate it to them and what part you see them playing. 
The key components of the deck are six pages long, six to eight pages. That's it. You're about us, our audience, demographics, custom or predetermined packages, a contact and a call to action. When you're creating your pitch, don't go too in depth. Keep it snappy. You want clear, concise, to the point, kind of in your face stats, if you will, because you want that core information that will say yes or no. Remember, your sponsor probably receives hundreds upon hundreds of pitches a day, even weeks. So they're not going to want to read through your entire life story in a 20-page document. Make sure you get to your point quickly, efficiently, and as easy as possible. I highly recommend you do this deck in a very professional way. So hire a graphic designer and get that deck professionally done because they're going to look at, again, your brand as a whole. Step five is all about the ask. So how are you going to ask for what you want? The negotiations, back and forth, all of that fun process really boils down to a science. And a lot of sponsorship deals are worked out by case by case, but some of them just really want a predetermined package. So I've been really going back and forth on this. And what I've come to a conclusion is that half of the sponsors that I've interviewed versus the other half really say two different things. So it's split down the middle. Some sponsors want a predetermined package that they can easily take from and others want a customized package based on their needs. What you decide to do is totally up to you and the sponsor. Sometimes sponsors may be interested to work with you, but they don't know what they want. They may need guidance or ideas about how you see them being involved. And so like I said, creative brainstorming. When you get to your phone call, be very prepared with If they say no to your creative brainstorming, you have a B and a C and a D option. Because you already have done your research on their company, what they're working on, their vision, you should be able to tell them exactly what they need. Another great way in order to get to know your sponsor is to see them in action at other events, if you can. I mean, this is sometimes not relevant because some companies don't sponsor all events. So if you see them in action and you see what's working, what's not, even taking an idea from an event, I'll never forget an event that I went to. Actually, I was an event strategist on site and I'll never forget they brought in a full size six foot game of operation and they had built this. I mean, this was next level guys, but they had built this and people would come up to their booth and play the game, win a prize or interact with them somehow. And it was fun, it was exciting, it was very different out of the box. And so that really stuck out in my mind because if you prepare and plan in advance as to what you would like to see your sponsors do, you're gonna be ahead of the game. So again, remember sponsors want access to your audience as much as you want them to sponsor you. It isn't a power struggle, it's a collaboration and think of it as working towards the same goal. And the final step, step number six, the art of the follow-up. I swear I'm gonna write a book about this because one of the most important factors and the most important part of this process is your follow-up. Following up is most important because even if you get a no, you are still getting an answer. I always think that I can always turn these no's into yeses, by the way, I'm just saying, but when this does happen, a lot of people 
are thinking they're missing an opportunity. If a potential sponsor gets back to you, then email them back and say, would it be okay for you to contact them the next year or your next event? And ask them when might be the best time to contact them. Say, I'm new to this. Be honest, right? They're not expecting you to be a sponsorship strategist or an expert by any means. Keeping them in your back pocket means that they may become a sponsor the next year and all your research hasn't been for nothing. Keep in mind though, marketing initiatives might change from year to year or from quarter to quarter depending on what they're working on. But if a sponsor does say no, here's where I turn it into a yes. Why not invite them to your event anyway? They may be more inclined to sponsor you the following year if they have seen your event in action. If they say no, we don't have budget for this year, Ask them to present a community partnership where it's not too much of an ask. For instance, a discount on their product. They probably already have discounts out or maybe it's a free week trial, something where you can still collaborate with them or they may be willing to work with you in the future once they see that it's taken off. Again, step five was part of that. When writing a follow-up, it's so important to use a very comprehensive strategy because a lot of people think that one follow-up is the best they can do. Oh, well, I followed up once or twice and that's it. Wrong. And I say follow-up at least four to six times. It might sound like, wow, Alicia, you're crazy, but space it out evenly over a number of weeks. Plan them out in your calendar if you don't have access to a tool like HubSpot or Pipedrive so you don't forget. Remember, a sponsor is unlikely to come knocking at your door because especially first-time events, right? They've never heard of you or they haven't heard of your event. Opportunities need to be found. Give yourself the advantage of time and understanding all angles before your pitch is going to help you put yourself forward in the best possible light. And the sponsorship follow-up strategy goes something like this. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It can just be a series of, hey, I saw you haven't opened my email yet. Just checking in, did you get a chance to look at my offer or my sponsorship package? Follow-up number two email could look like this sending them a personalized video. And there are so many different software tools that allow you to do that for free. You can send them a quick video message that says, hey, I wanted to meet you face to face. I know you haven't opened up my email or if they have, I've seen that you've opened up my email and hint, use Boomerang. One of my favorite free tools, it's just a Chrome extension you can add and see if your sponsors have opened up your email. Quickly do a video and talk to them more about your event, your passion. And again, they're gonna see that you are badass and that you have passion and you're human because sometimes that's just the part that's missing. Of course, alignment and ROI and marketing budget all come into effect, but at least maybe it will warrant a response. And that's all you need is a contact person that you can establish rapport and relationships with. Follow-up three may look like a follow-up to your second email. Did you receive my email? I made a special video for you and your team to open at your earliest convenience. I'd love to chat on the phone quickly. Do you have five minutes next week? And variations of the follow-up is entirely up to you, but the doing and the art of the follow-up is where a lot of people fall short. And I don't want you to think that you are following up too much. There's never a reason why you can't show initiative, be in control of your event and its sponsorship. 
Remember, in conclusion, you need to have an unwavering awareness of the objectives of your event and how your sponsors influence the goals of the event. Will they boost industry cred, aim in the developing parts of the event, bulk up the customer attendee base, expand brand reach? Know the purpose of each of the sponsors and what they are going to serve to your audience and how you're going to serve them in return. Remember, establishing and nurturing a business relationship with potential sponsors sometimes take in the upwards of 18 months. So be patient, track your leads, make sure that you're in it for the right reasons, and really thinking about a collaboration and a mutually beneficial partnership. Find me on Instagram at Eventistry by Alicia. I'd love to answer all of your questions regarding sponsorships. And don't forget, I have a segment on my podcast called Interviews with Sponsors, where you can hear directly from a sponsor what they look for when sponsoring an event. If you have a sponsor in mind that you'd love to hear from, DM me directly on Instagram, Eventistry by Alicia. I'd love to hear from you and what company you're looking for. Also, any challenges or anything else you can think of that has really kind of roadblocked you or stopped you in the process of sponsorship. Until next time, thanks so much for joining and I'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope we'll continue to help you win in the events.